Welcome back to the Two Fish Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Aaron. And this week we're wrapping up last week's episode where we look at the times where Jesus says, I am. Hey, that's right, Two Fish <laughs> community. We are back with the I Am series. Uh, we got a couple more I Ams here to wrap up. You got to give context. I mean, we were totally laughing during that intro. I, <laughs> I literally recorded that intro about six times before I got it right. Yeah, you said brapping instead of rapping. We're, we're brapping up. <laughs> but yeah, back to last week's episode. We started this I Am series, I guess, yeah, of looking at the times where Jesus said, I am. He asked Peter in, in Matthew, who do you say I am? And Peter says, you're the Christ the son of the living God. And Jesus says, you're right. And then he goes on to say, I am these other things. And he helps lay that thought process out. Last week we talked about when he said, I am the bread of life. And then he goes and says, I am the light of the world. I am the door. And we ended last week where he says, I am the good shepherd who will lay his life down for the sheep. And of course, through that whole episode last week go back and listen to it if you haven't but we we compared it to not just the physical i am the bread or i am the door or i am the good shepherd we looked at the spiritual context the eternal context when he says i'll lay down my life for the sheep he's not just giving an example of a shepherd and actual sheep he's giving an example of himself and what he's prepared to do for us as christ followers ultimately laying down his life right it's a, it's a good reminder that we have a very short stint here on physical earth, but we have an eternal life to look forward to, and that should be our goal, the eternal life, not our perishable things here on earth. So this week we'll start in uh, be John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26, where Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, Though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Yeah, so this con- the context of, of the resurrection and the life here, he's, his la- his, one of his good friends, Lazarus, is sick. And Lazarus's sisters, Mary and Martha, who you hear throughout the whole gospel, they're always around Jesus. They say, come, Lazarus is sick, come. And eventually he slowly makes his way to the house where Lazarus is, but he's too late. And Martha and Mary's like, hey, if you would have just been here earlier, you could have saved him. You could have healed him. Because they believed that. They believed he could have healed him, touched Lazarus, because they'd seen the miracles Jesus did. But Jesus took a while because he was doing other miracles and came too late. And they were, I, I think they were a little upset at Jesus. I think they said, man, if you would have just been here quicker, you could have saved our brother, your friend. And that's when he goes in and says, like you said, I am the resurrection and the life. Now he's introducing this idea that not only am I the good shepherd and I'm going to die for the sheep, but I'm also going to resurrect and I am the key holder of life. Again, continuing this story in this context here, he ends up raising Lazarus from the dead. Yeah, the cool thing that Jesus did in this to me is he foretold them that Lazarus' sickness will not end at death. But Lazarus ends up dying into our human brains and our human eyes. Like, yeah. Jesus, you dropped the ball. Yeah. And that's where he comes in with, I am the resurrection and I am the life. I can give it and I can take it, right? And and then again, in verse 25 there, he says, He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And now that doesn't make any sense. 
unless you're thinking spiritually, unless you're thinking eternally. And he gives a physical example of that through the miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead. But like you said, Lazarus isn't going to die. It's not going to end in death because he's looking ahead at the spiritual. He's looking ahead at the eternal. Yeah, of course he's going to die here on earth, but his spirit is going to continue to live on with me because he believed in me. He knew that I was the door. I think another thing worthy of pointing out with this, I am the resurrection and I am the life. In the last days, we read in Revelations that uh, Jesus will resurrect us. We will all raise those that believe and believe in him in the last days, in the end times. Yeah. This will happen again. Yeah. We will have death here on earth, but the promise of God is it will be resurrected through the power of what Jesus did on the cross. Satan no longer has the keys to death. We'll be resurrected into new bodies, into new life eternally. But the question is, if you're keeping up with this, we've talked about it, but the question is how do we get that resurrection? And it's only through Jesus. The next time he says, I am, is in John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The context of this is the Last Supper, right before Jesus is arrested and tried and killed. Uh, They're sitting at the Last Supper, and Jesus, I mean, straight up tells Peter, hey, you're going to deny me. And he's sitting having these conversations with his disciples, and he says, let, verse 1 of chapter 14, he says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And then he talks about going and preparing that place for us. And Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going because they they still didn't comprehend it. They still, even at this point, didn't understand it. And Jesus, there again, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I made a joke last week. It doesn't matter what Oprah says. because I specifically remember as a kid there was this Oprah, I don't want to call it scandal, but she said something ludicrous that there was more than one way to get. And lots of people believe that. Jesus isn't the only way. You can get there other ways being a good person, doing this, doing that. But scripture clearly says, like we said last week, I'm the door. You got to get through me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. It also reminded me of last week, uh, we read the Pharisees had asked, uh, where is your father? And now Jesus is saying, you're not going to get to the father unless you come through me. Because I am the bread. I am the light. I am the door. And I am the shepherd. And you're not getting to the Father unless you believe in me and you follow me. Yeah, which the Pharisees didn't want to believe. They wanted God, but they wanted to get to God how they wanted to get to God. And Jesus is saying, you're going to have to believe all these things about me because I'm the way. You're going to have to accept me, which they didn't want to, and they never did. Most, A lot of them never did. You have some that did. They sat there at the cross and said, we screwed up. Truly, he was the Son of God. And I, I think you can relate this to a current thing going on where the the Jews are saying they have a um, they have a guy that's credited with doing five miracles and they're claiming that he is the Messiah potentially at this point in life but here Jesus is saying no I'm the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me yeah he's our only source of salvation from sin he is how we get to God the father the last one the vine so John chapter 15 verse 5 I am the vine you are the branches he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit 
for without me, you can do nothing. So that verse 5 there is the I am statement, but this section is worth continuing to read. Verse 6, anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like useless branches and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. The vine and the branches analogy that he gives there, we're like branches and he's like the vine. The vine would be the source of the nutrients, the source of the water. The Think of it as the trunk of the tree. And then the branches go out. And in order for those branches to produce the good fruit, they have to be nurtured by something. Again, we can go back to I am the bread of life. I am what will nurture you. And so going forward, he's about to die on the cross here. He's saying looking forward. He talks about in the section before he promises the Holy Spirit, hey, I'm gonna if I go, I'm going to send another. And they're going to help you through this life while you're here on earth. And we're going to help nurture you to have that fruit. So you believed in me, you've accepted salvation in me, and now moving forward, you need to start producing fruit that points towards me and port towards God. And I think looking at that analogy there, without the trunk of the tree, without the vine in the middle to get the, the nutrients and the substance that we need to produce fruit, and we could talk about fruit, we could talk about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. You can talk about those things that the fruits, as we talked in our study a long time ago in James, like we should begin to show fruit of our salvation. The substance that you need to begin to show that fruit, you're going to get through from me. So I've given you life. I've given you substance. I've laid down my life for you because I'm a good shepherd. I'm the resurrection. You're going to be resurrected because of me spiritually and physically. And because of all that, you need to start showing the fruit. And I'm going to be the source that helps you show that fruit and helps you live out that fruit. I think one of the cool things you described there, uh, you, you use an example of a tree, right? So let's let's picture a tree, right? Tree grows, the branches grow to the light. Jesus is the light, right? And the leaves gather that, they bring it back to the, the main plant. And um, when you're not in the light, when those branches aren't in the light, they end up dying. The trunk doesn't die. The main part, the vine doesn't die. That branch dies and it and it falls to the ground and eventually piled up into into firewood like Jesus described. He's describing something that you can picture every day. If you go out and you look, um, you can you can either find fruits growing on a vine, like look at how they grow and where they grow. They grow towards the light. They don't grow in the darkness. And like the same thing with a tree. So we're not gonna grow if we're not looking to Jesus. If you're stuck in the midst of your sin and you're tired of living in that sin and that darkness and those places, like you got to get back to the vine and look to him because he's the only one that can help you produce fruit. And as he states in that verse, without me, you can do nothing. You're going to do no good for this world. And I said it last week, you're either doing good for God or you're doing the devil's work. There's no in-between. Intentionally or not intentionally, you're doing the devil's work. Right. I like I like the branch thing that you said there that eventually it's going to die. The tree still stands. The tree yeah. has other branches. It's still going to make it, but that branch is going to die. 
And I think just the way you said that, we're still in the new part of the year, still towards the beginning of the year. And as we look forward, you may be in a season, or I've been in seasons where it just feels like life just stinks. And life is like a broken branch. There's not a lot of fruit coming. You're barely hanging on to the tree. But if we look, and I like, I just like the way you said that, looking towards the light, looking towards the source, getting back to the burnt, to the trunk, pulling that nutrients, you know, the word of God, the getting into church, getting into worship, getting into your scripture reading. Hopefully those of you that started the year Bible through a year plan are still on it now closer to the end of January. Hopefully you're still on it, but, but getting to that source, because I mean, that, that branch can begin to show fruit again. Like it might have a down year where it's not, it's just not making it. But if you, you're taking care of that plant, let's call it a bush or something. You trim it, you know, you trim the bush a certain way. It'll start to get life again. It'll start to grow again. It'll eventually start to show that fruit again. You just got to look at the source. Where are you getting your, your source from? Is it the negative? Turn on the news. Are you getting the negative? Or are you getting from the source, from God? I think the nutrients part of, you know, talking about that tree is just as important as where we're getting this stuff from. And how that tree is going to bear that fruit. Basically, those plants need two things to live. They need the water and they need the light. So call your call your Bible your water and call your prayer life your light. Are you reading your Bible and are you talking to God? And the dead branches or the sin you got to walk away from. Like yeah. he told the adulterer last week, Yeah, go forth and sin no more. Yeah, like, there actually might be branches you need to cut out. Right. Yeah. And I think that's... I think that's just a great way to picture that. Like, we're just sitting here talking about it, and I've never really pictured it that way. I mean, the Bible is my my food, my water, my... I'm to consume the Bible, and I'm to to use this as my lifeline, my guidance, and then I am to hear my Holy Spirit and talk to God, right? Like, I got to have God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in my life and the and the Bible in order to survive, basically. And if I'm not doing those... I'm not going to do anything. I'm doing no good. Yeah, I love that. Kind of wrapping up, I guess, these last two episodes, and this week's going to be a little bit shorter, but Jesus just lays it out in these seven I am statements. He he lays out every part of our walk, every part of salvation, every part of resurrection. I am the bread. I can sustain you. I'm the light of the world. I'm, I'm going to be there to help you combat sin. I'm, I'm the light in the darkness. Uh, he says, I am the door. You got to come through me. Everything goes through me. If you want to be saved, it's got to be through me. And I will take care of you. I am the good shepherd. And I'll lay down my life. And again, the resurrection and the life, he says, I am. Even though we may die, we will live. And again, looking at the eternal. This week, the way, the truth, and the life, it's got to come through me. Through this whole thing, you're going to get your source from the vine. I am the vine. So I think he just does a great job through throughout John of laying out the process of salvation, the process of having eternal. We always want to look at the physical. I'm struggling right now in this aspect or in that aspect of, of the physical. And Jesus saying, I'm, I'm so much more concerned about the spiritual and the eternal. I think that's something we need to focus on more is our eternal life. So yeah, Two Fish Community is, uh, you're you're reading through these. I think it's really great to read the stories that surround the I Am, to dive into those a little deeper. Uh, they are some great miracles, some 
make some more great bold statements about who he is that are that are fantastic to read and to remember as we're as we're entering this new year and Nick and I don't do the new year's resolutions but maybe you're trying to set some goals and maybe there's some things you want to walk away from these I am statements are great to go and read and to remember Jesus is who he says he is like you said last week I am it's not past it's not necessarily present it's or the, the future yeah, it's it the is, same it's the same it's the past present future that statement I am doesn't change it wasn't I was, it wasn't I will be. It's I am. I am and I'm not I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And I'm not changing my ways. Yeah. I love that. Uh make sure wherever you're listening to this, you hit the follow, you hit the subscribe. Next week we're gonna be back into our um actual verse by verse study of scripture. A couple weeks ago we finished second John and third John. Now we're rolling into Jude. The plan is still to have a guest back on with us to wrap that book of the bible with us we're super excited about that so make sure again you hit the follow you hit the subscribe so that every time we have a new episode every week it notifies you you can continue your walk with scripture right here with us on the two fish podcast thanks for tuning in this week if you enjoyed this episode hit those like and subscribe buttons also head over to twofishpodcast.com to join the rest of the two fish community and all of our social media platforms.